and people are screaming, yelling. It was easily the most fun. It's easily the most fun. And I was almost scared. Hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. Back at it again for another week. I'm your host, Toddy. Thank you for downloading the show. And uh, if you heard our episode last week, you know that we've been trying to go into a different direction. But in the same direction, I am welcomed back by DJ Lil. DJ Lil is here. How you doing, DJ Lil? I'm doing pretty well. The sun is shining outside, and uh, mark your calendars, everyone. I'm wearing shorts. I noticed this morning that there is a um, lilac bush in my backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that that? I can That's see it. That's what that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I turned around, <laughs> and I could the window. straight right up there. see the lilac bush, so you didn't know yeah. about the lilac bush. Yeah. Um, where we live right now is this is the first spring i've experienced with this specific yard i know uh especially like western pa yards have so much stuff just secretly Mm -hmm. in them probably a bunch of dead pets back there from people who live there probably um i remember in the house that i grew up in uh, we had a pumpkin patch that sometimes would sprout different places in the yard a lot of dead pets in that yard too yeah (laughs) Tons of dead Continuing pets in the, the pumpkin's growth cycle. We had so much, we had so many dead pets in the backyard that we had to like start like going to the front yard, the side oh, yard. The side yard. Yeah, okay. we had like a little, when I say side yard, it was like a little, just like a patch, just a patch like of a grass. Like a foot wide and just like seven feet long. Got it. Yeah. yeah like just wide enough to fit a, a lawnmower to cut the grass oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. not much that but then we started we started burying pets there because mm-hmm. we're like where are we gonna put them all that's not the topic of today dead pets aren't the topic today maybe some dead people because we're going to be talking about amusement park items Ooh. and i know on the show uh previously i always get excited to talk about amusement park mm-hmm. stuff because I usually bring up some weird facts about some uh, accidents. But today, it's, it's, it's all sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a curated thrift haul, as usual. And uh, it's filled with uh, amusement park items. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Lil has some items. And then for the second act today, which is freestyle, I will be sharing a spooky story that I put together for Ghoul on Ghoul podcast for their 100th episode. 
And the theme of that was uh, send us a spooky story. And I said, okay, I'll think of something. And then I thought of a spooky story that had the number 100 on it, in it. Ooh. And it was, a, it was an old spooky story that I knew of, but then I had to change it because it needed the number 100 on it. Mm. So that's going to be that. Uh, that's going to be Act 2. And then Act 3, Vintage versus Modern. And we're going to find out who has uh, more points from trivia. And uh, last week's episode, uh, I won. You did. So officially one zero in the in in the trivia department. But you have uh, the opportunity to tie me up today because we've got you've got at least three questions to answer. I certainly do, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good today. I'm feel- not feeling as reckless mm-hmm. as uh, as last week. Well, you kept it easy I'm on me little, last week. I'm a little focused today. You were winning, and you uh, last week you were winning, and then you're like, "Well, I'm going to put my points on the line." Mm-hmm. So you you. You know, you threw me a bone a little bit. So let's see what you can do if you can tie it up. But uh, so we are currently located in Pittsburgh, right in Western PA. And growing up, um, I grew up with uh, the local amusement park called Kennywood. Now, last summer, Lily and I went to Kennywood. We sure did. And you had a list... You had a notebook and a pen and a list of stuff you wanted to do at Kennywood. I think I did two off of that list. Did you? Yeah. Only two? Only a couple, but... Was that your first time there? No, that was my second time. Second time there. Okay. Um, My favorite ride there is still the Jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. Did we get to ride that? We did, yeah. Oh, yeah, Because it was nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. And then you jump uh, out of it. Yeah. The Jackrabbit at Kennywood Not Park. Not sure if it's freakier during the day or at night. Yeah. I totally forgot about the tunnel. Yeah, there's there's a tunnel piece to it, but they call it the jackrabbit because you kind of get jerked out of your seat mm-hmm. at one part, and um, we're kind of scrawnier people, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we kind of get out at there. At any moment, I'm just flying out. But let's hop into our first segment, Something You've Never Seen Before. Something you've never seen before. Now, for new listeners to the show, this is where we present our curated thrift haul. And alongside our curated thrift haul, we also have some thrifty thrivia trivia questions. We'll be asking each other two questions based on our thrift haul. What I'm looking at is two ceramic chalk uh, prizes from the, the carnival games that they have. They're from like 60s, 70s era. So back then you used to play you used to p- play a game and what you used to win was chalk ceramic elephants and that was the prizes. So nowadays you they're obviously quite, they're quite lovely. You just get a plush. But could you yeah. imagine working at an amusement park and the prizes are all breakable? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Um, Hopefully you have a friend willing to carry around your chalk elephant prizes for the rest of the day. Right. That's a thing because... too. Unless you're just going to go on the merry-go-round, I don't know a safe ride for a chalk elephant. No. Um, And so we have a couple chalk elephants from the 60s, 70s era. But uh, Kennywood Park, yeah, it's like southeast of Pittsburgh. It opened as a trolley attraction in 1899. 
And historically, the park is on the location of the July 9th, 1755 Battle of the Monongahela. Mm. So that's where uh, British General Edward Braddock was mortally wounded during the French and Indian War. Haunted. So the interesting thing about Braddock is there was a su- such thing called Braddock's Trail. Mm-hmm. It went through my grandfather's backyard. And so the old the old tale is is Braddock died on the trail and was buried somewhere on the trail. Mm-hmm. And no one ever found his body. So it could be in my pap's backyard. It could be at, at Kennywood Park or it could be so far away from here. We don't know. Um... But it's uh, Kennywood's original origin was uh, intended to be a working class picnic entertainment destination, and it kind of still is. Yeah, uh, very much so. And it was declared a national landmark in 1987. But uh, so we're going to go over these elephants. This first elephant has been with me um, for a long, long time. In fact, I believe that my mom won this when wow. she was younger at Kennywood. And um, this elephant, uh, you got to think, like, is that like uh, like six, seven inches, you think, tall? I'd say, yeah, just about six, Six probably. inches. Sin- With including the trunk. His, his trunk is kind of, like, looped upwards, kind of touching back to the... Top of his head. Top is, of his head. His yeah. forehead. So, yeah, it's like a, a he's sitting Super upright. bright yellow. And his trunk curls back and touches his head. And so I believe that she won this and passed this down. I have had this in every place that I've lived. Oh. It lives in my bathroom, every place that I've lived. Um, every place that I've lived above the sink, there was a fish, which mm-hmm. is still there. Okay. And every bathroom had this elephant, this bright yellow elephant. And his name's actually Sparky. I named oh. him like when uh, younger days. And uh, so Sparky has, yeah, was, uh, I believe, my mom's prize originally and passed down. And Sparky made it to my current living situation and uh, was pretty much in mint condition. Oh, no. No problems Uh whatsoever. And then with Brick Body Kids, I was, like, washing hats Mm -hmm. one day. And what you do with hats, you know, you, like, you know, you just submerge them in water. Well, you need something to hold the hat down mm-hmm. underwater well i put sparky because he was sitting by the sink i put him in he's the been, hat he's been in the family for a long time you know help the family business yeah help the family bit. put him to work yeah you know like so i put sparky in the submer. i put sparky in the hat to keep the hat submerged in water uh-huh hat looks great no problem oh, with the hat no when What's... i picked sparky out all his detailing had come off of him <gasps> Sparky, no. So the the yellow paint has begun to like chip off of him, and also if you could see, like he has black black eyes mm-hmm. and some like uh, black uh, like spots. for the shadow in the ear and exactly. Well, he had more black on him, so uh-huh. he was yellow and black, but nearly all the black came off in the soap, and some of the yellow did. So I was like, wow. So I ruined this elephant same day. Same exact day. That happened mm-hmm. in the morning. Same day. I realized this happened to Sparky when I was doing the, the, the hat. So I was like, well, might as well just use them for hats. In uh, Brick Body Shane, uh, uh, who's on the show often, he picked up Sparky and it mm-hmm. slipped out of his hands. <gasps> and it broke. His trunk broke off. Oh, it slammed Sparky, down and no. it broke off. Probably the worst day in Sparky's 
you know, short life. And again, this guy's vintage. He's from like yeah. 60s, 70s. And, and Shane was like, yeah, he was like, oh, my bad. You know, I'm so- sorry that I did that. And he was nice enough to glue it back and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I'm like, dude, it's just not been a good Sparky day. Like he was in great condition and then just woke up th- this day and just all his coloring was taken off. And then his trunk was mm-hmm. busted off. You know, we've all had better days, Sparky, and I really feel for you. And so you're that, still looking great, though, right? And you know? so I, I was just like, it gives him character. Yeah. Um. So that was my first ceramic elephant, and this one's been in the family for a long time. So this was in the past year, maybe two years at best. Uh, another elephant was introduced. Oh. Uh, so this elephant was is actually the same chalk ceramic as Sparky, mm-hmm. but it's painted different. So Sparky is yellow with black accents. This yet to be named elephant, I've had them in the had them in the family for at least a year, but this unnamed elephant is a white elephant. Mm-hmm. It has light blue accents. And then, as you mentioned before, DJ Lil, it has sparkles. It has silver sparkles. Yeah, going for the glam look. The glam look on the ears, and then its mouth is also red as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two the two elephants that I that that I've had. One has been with me, and one's kind of new. But I think my sister got the second one off of eBay to kind of match it, and also because I've kind of busted the first one. No. Um, but in a perfect world, I think that I, I'd repaint Sparky. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that's going to go. Um, maybe if I'm allowed to get outside at some and point. <laughs> obtain some paint samples. Yeah, because it's not essential to paint a chalk ceramic from the 60s. So I haven't done that. No. Um, but I was going to hit you with your first thrifty trivia trivia question. Bring it on. For today. And um, it is in relation to Kennywood Park. Now, for Thrifty Trivia Trivia, each uh, we're going to be asking each other two questions, and they're both based on the thrift hall, A, B, C, and D, and D being none of the above. The points you do procure in Act 1, you could move and bet in Act 3. And who has the most points at the end of this episode wins the episode and can talk about anything they want in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the first question I have for you, Lil. So, Kennywood was mentioned in an episode of CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, entitled, Turn the Screws. Hmm. CSI supervisor Gil Grissom tells a park engineer that he holds the marathon riding record for what former... Kennywood Park ride. A, the log jammer. B, the pitfall. C, the steel phantom. Or D, none of the above. So, uh, CSI supervisor Gil Grissom on the show CSI told a park engineer, yeah. I'm a Kennywood. I like I like roller coasters. I like I like riding on log jammers. I like pitfalls. Mm-hmm. But what uh, what does he hold in in this universe the riding record for? So log jammer was a it's that's like a log flume ride and it closed in 2017. So 1975 to 2017. Okay. The pitfall, if you're familiar with the pitfall, 
that's the thing that you just sit in and it takes you to it outer space drops. and then you drops. Okay. Yeah. Hated it. Mm-hmm. That I rode that once as a kid, probably like eight, eight. Those kind of rides have never, never interested it. me. I do not get it. <laughs> no. I don't want to feel that way. No. So you just take, take the pitfall all the way to the sky and it just drops mm-hmm. and it sucks. And then steel phantom. Is a was our big steel roller coaster. It's still there. It's called the Phantom's Revenge now, but the earlier model was called the Steel mm-hmm. Phantom or D. None of the above. He didn't have any of these records, and it's another ride. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts? How you My feeling thoughts. on your pick? Um, the first time I went to Kennywood, I did ride the the phantom's revenge and it was one of the most miserable times of my life (laughs) you didn't like the phantom's revenge or the time was miserable no oh the the day was great the ride you didn't dig it no not into it no No? i'm i like the idea of roller coasters but that one was too much uh i see as as i got closer and closer in the line i was like okay i'm gonna do this Mm mm-hmm and then got in the cart and it starts going up that first hill. I'm like, too fast, I made too a high. Bad, I made a bad choice. <laughs> See, all of the above. I, I am fine with roller coasters, but sometimes I don't even like going on the merry-go-round because it goes in a circle. My sister broke her ankle on a merry-go-round, but loves the dragster known Cedar Point attraction. How did she loves break the dragster? Her ankle? Twisted her ankle getting off the merry-go-round. <laughs> Damn. But uh, um, so so Gil Grissom, so, riding um, record A the log jammer, B the pitfall, C steel phantom, D he has a record for something else. None of these. I feel like the to wait in line again and again for the for the phantom would be tough. Tough. Um, and the pitfall, I think. That might be a shorter ride. I think that's something you could do, you know, go a few days of summer and just yeah, just spend the whole day. I personally remember the pitfall. When the pitfall first opened, the line was forever long. And then after oh, a couple well. of years, it okay. wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like you. And I think that's why the pitfall actually was taken out because people stopped riding it. Because they Less interest. You can or do. Or you can just exactly what you're saying mm. they would just run through the line and be the same people mm. so yeah i'm gonna go with pitfall pitfall as my final selection there so you don't think gil grissom was much of a, a log jammer water guy um not sure how it says to people when you say that you're a log jammer marathoner mm-hmm. well you know so... you know the reason why the log jammer may have closed right uh-oh uh uh, a uh, uh, man was uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> men. <I remember. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I um, uh, so um, a ma- a man was uh, diddling himself in line. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> he was straight up diddling himself. Uh, sorry if you're wearing headphones. Those snort laughs of mine probably just. Oh, you're you're great, but you. I mean, I don't know if it's yeah. specifically closed for that reason. But I do know it's last season is when the diddle, sure. the self-diddle happened. You know, you could also just... Men happen every yeah, day, but you though. Could, you know, unfortunately, you can't, like, turn that into an after-hours, like, marketing scheme. No. 
No, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah, no. Because how that how that line is is like you're flat on the ground and then you go up stairs mm-hmm. and then you go back down to the ride. So I think he was up the stairs and uh. kind of diddling himself <laughs> over the edge onto the folks <laughs> right. standing below. Cause hey, I mean, waiting what, in line. I don't know what else <laughs> you get. Like, uh, so. Killing ew. some time. Okay, so Kenny Wood was mentioned in an episode of CSI – uh, turn the screws. Gil Grissom tells a park engineer that he holds the marathon riding record for what former ride? A log jammer, B pitfall, C steel phantom, D none of the above. And you said B pitfall. Yes. The correct answer is C the steel phantom. Oh darn it! He was a roller coaster. In uh, he he loved all roller coasters, so he was bragging about it for the same reason you had thought maybe he wouldn't. Okay. Because he was like, yeah, I stood in line. I did all the things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he holds the record. A patient and brave soul. That's, uh, Unlike that's myself. <laughs> Gil Grissom. So 0 for oh. 1. All right. Lily, that's you are okay. 0 for 1 on your questions. But I have more to come. But I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go through your first uh, find over there in question. Sure. Um, now that the weather is super nice out... Um, Maybe you're entertaining yourself, or maybe you're just, you know, entertaining your neighbor across the uh, fence as we have to social distance. So I'm going to break out my vintage pheasant's glasses Mm -hmm. to go sit on the porch, enjoy my surprise lilac bush, put on some sunglasses, get a good book. And you got two of them, too, so you could bring a pal. One for each hand. Oh, or, yeah. (laughs) Sure that. (laughs) One for ice. One for drink. <laughs> Freshly squeezed orange juice and ice. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are vintage. They're Collins or highball glasses. And I've got two of them, like you said. They're about five inches tall with a heavy base. Um, they're brightly painted with beautiful pheasants. One is flying. Another, A small one is flying. Um, and then there's one who is on a twig. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of screaming at the ground is how I'd describe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would describe or that Or maybe as... yelling for worms. I would. <laughs> yelling for worms, screaming at the ground. Pheasants do both. Maybe maybe that pheasant dropped at contact. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, but um, on, on Instagram, at Thrifty Podcast, with, mm-hmm. when the episode goes up, we will have all the finds on that as well because we've been trying to do that. So yeah, you'll see so you all have of a these. nice a nice visual. So you'll see the pheasant screaming yeah. at the ground. Yeah, I might even take it out into the backyard for some. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe real yelling life for photo op. their own lilac bush. Ah! Should be a lilac right. bush here. <laughs> but it's a bright red pheasant with gold. Yeah, gold, gold detail. So gold we details. have like yeah, gold on their uh, wings, and then also around the rim of the glasses, a little bit of gold. Um, a little bit has, you know, worn away just over time. Um, and these are just two, and I think original sets of these would be in, you know, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, since you're getting them for like a party. Like a dinner party type yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, these were an outlet find. Um, so who knows? There might have been more in there, or they might have been smashed along the way. For an outlet find, that glass is like completely yeah. unfogged. Oh, yeah. It's very clean. They're very cool. They're a good find. They're about they're um they're about as tall as the chalk ceramic elephants. They, if they, oh, they are. Yeah, they 
Yeah, if if the oh, elephant he could almost drink from it. Yeah, he could. Both of these could almost drink from the cup if it wasn't for, as mentioned before, their broken tr- snout. Yeah, their broken <laughs> snout uh, is. You know, maybe if the glass was full, and if the trunk was fully operational, <laughs> um, nothing like a fully like... operational trunk to drink, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the trunk, the trunk just goes above the glass. So and yeah, takes probably... a sip. Yeah, probably like five, six inches, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're from the Hazel Atlas Glass Company, whose headquarters were in Wheeling, West Virginia, but the company was founded in Washington, PA, in 1902 as a merger of four different companies, and they produced commercial, um, you know, glass for commercial packaging, home canning, etc. And uh, home canning seems like home a canning. Co- cool thing to get into. Yeah, I haven't dabbled much in that. Mm-hmm. But maybe I will this summer. Um, kimchi. I see people making kimchi. Yeah, or even just doing like fruit and like tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done some in the past. Like my nono would make um, like orange marmalade and can that. Mm-hmm. That was super good. Or this eggplant thing, which I'm not partial to eggplants, but I'm I'd help him fan, make but, that. But people like seem to dig it. <sighs> it. It's very has to be done like very specifically mm-hmm. for my eggplant enjoyment. Um, uh, but yeah, this company came to an end in the early '60s, so I think this is like yeah, probably at the tail end. Yeah, because I would say that these are for their age. They're in like they're really yeah great like, I said, like some some loss of gold around the edge, and there's a couple scuffs or you know small scratches. But yeah, you can tell they're pheasants. And they're having a great old time. And you could tell one of them screaming its head off. <laughs> I have found with stuff like that from a Goodwill outlet or even like a Rack's Goodwill store is sometimes I find stuff that's in immaculate condition mm-hmm. because it's just sat on a shelf for forever, for 30 yeah. years. And then I use it like twice and it starts to come apart because it wasn't used. So it's almost right. like I bought it to ruin it. Um, but these are not ruined. <laughs> no, not yet, because they are on that shelf where I keep my, like, oh, this is for a special drink. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I think this is a summer we just, yeah, these pheasant glasses have been around enough. They're going to see the backyard and hopefully they don't end up like Sparky's trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I put Sparky in I'd like to give water. them a little, th- you know, a little thrill of their life to go outside again. Sparky's first bath, all the, Sparky all his... <laughs> For Sparky's first bath, all his detail came off. Not a good time. Not a good Never time. Never bathe ever again. No. See, that's... that. Stay punk rock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with these glasses, like I mentioned, they're Collins or highball glasses. So those are two different kinds of, you know, families of cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, and my question is regarding the Tom Collins cocktail. Okay, the Tom Collins cocktail. So a Tom Collins is a classic cocktail made from gin, lemon juice, sugar, and seltzer water. Mm-hmm. How is it garnished? We have A, fresh mint, B, whipped cream, C, a slice of lemon and a cherry, or D, none of the above. So when you had said like how it's dressed, mm-hmm. I was looking. I've had a cocktail. I've had this cocktail before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's pretty common. It's... For those who enjoy alcoholic beverages, it's nicely refreshing, yeah. easy to make. There's many varieties of this. Uh-huh. 
and I don't it's not I don't think it's fruit um I was thinking it was something green and then you had said mint and I suppose it could be mint but you had deed me once last week and I believe it was the first on that first that first question the first question and then I thought you were going to do it again and then you didn't no so I am stuck between mint and none of the above and then what's B again B is whooped cream whooped cream so the choices were A fresh mint B whooped cream C slice of lemon and a cherry or D none of the above hmm I'm going to say for a Tom Collins cocktail. It also reminds me of the football coach Tom Coughlin. Um, mm. A Tom Coughlin cocktail would have none of these. <laughs> he was the coach. He was the coach for the New York Giants when they won the Super Bowl. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to go with a mint. I'm going to go with uh, you dress a a uh, the the cocktail with mint. A mint. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's it. That's what I got for you. Smirking at me. Yeah, because it's C. Nuh-uh, it's, it's fruit. This is fruit. It's fruit. It's, it's fruit, always fruit. You know, this is a very old cocktail. It's kind of, you know, up to debate on Lemons and the cherries. original creation of this. And I don't know. I think lemons and cherries, you can kind of, you could yeah. preserve them. Whereas fresh mint is... Unless the bar had its own little like, pet, I see. Pet I see. side yard pet cemetery where they grew herbs. I see. Eh, it might be harder to. So it's a obtain. it's it's a very common cocktail. So it's like you can't just. So you have fruit. Everyone has fruit. Yeah. What am I thinking about then? That the probably you, think of a mint julep. Maybe, because you definitely that's definitely what you do with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, neither of us got the first question right. That's okay. Zero to zero. Looking zero. real good so far. <laughs> hey, we're tied. Right? We're, we're tied. The sun is shining and we are tied zero. <laughs> so um, in the shadow of your brand new lilac bush, mm-hmm. I will continue on. Um, so with my amusement park goodies from Kennywood Park, um, the next piece I have um, is from Phantom Fright Nights. Now, so throughout the summer months, uh, just like most theme parks, that's a theme park. It does mm-hmm. it does that. And then um, in 2002, the park itself, uh, it, 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 it began in the falls to get a complete makeover for spooky season. So in 2002, this started, but Phantom Fright Nights... Um, they, they, uh, change every bulb in the park. They change it to a spookier color. Every single bulb is changed and that's when they change them. And, um, children under 13 are discouraged from coming, but still allowed, uh, still allowed. And so the park, gets like Mm -hmm. a complete makeover. Uh, spooky music is in the air. Fog blankets the park. Mm. Um, and Phantom Fright Nights is all, is always good. Like it's, it's a cool date night thing mm-hmm. or, I mean, just go by yourself yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Um, that's fine. Right. It's not that weird. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, but I, um, but, um, so the, the park also through this, um, they do open some rides and as years go by, it seems like more and more opens okay. for Phantom Fright Nights. But the the park also cycles through different haunts. 
So there's actually they uh, make uh, haunted houses as a as a part of Phantom Fright Night. So you could ride certain rides mm-hmm. in the dark or with changed light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Or you could uh, go into like a, a scary maze or like hmm. a scary building, and the current right now what they have the current haunts uh, they have the Villa of the Vampire, they have uh, Mortem Manor, they have Haunted Noah's Ark, um, and then Shady Grove Memorial Hospital. So the piece I have, um, and thank you to Desolate Brat at Desolate Brat on Instagram. Thank you, Heather. Um, Heather gave me uh, some of her um, items that she collected during her time doing doing Phantom Fright Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a more modern sweatshirt, but um, it does have, uh, for Phantom Fright Nights, they, they uh, yeah, got the, they got the Phantom right on the front of it. And so it's like a blue hooded figure, and it has a, a pumpkin on the front of it that says Phantom Fright Nights. I it, see a t- tiny owl. And a tiny little owl hanging out on the front. Um, How small it is, its eyes are really... Disproportionate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, probably like a centimeter tall shadow of an owl. And yeah. I feel its eyes... Yeah, it's kind of a spooky sweatshirt. It's a spooky. Yeah, and you could get these on eBay. You could get them for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that was the, it's a black crew neck with a phantom right on it. And this one is more modern. It's from like 2016, 2017. So it's not that long ago. Um, but also with it, I was supplied a, a great scare band. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about this great scare band is from what I understand is, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like one of those live strong bracelet type things, but you only get these if you're like pretty good at it. So, um, Heather got this for Uh, best makeup. Whoa. So she got a great scare with the best makeup. Um, so that was my, uh, so I have the vintage elephants. The ceramic elephants from Kennywood mm-hmm. and the modern Phantom Fright Nights thing, um, both both uh, sweatshirt and band. So that's the question. That's the question I got for you. Uh, so I talked about the current haunts, the current haunted uh, houses currently in Kennywood for mm-hmm. their lineup. Which of these haunts is a current outdoor haunt at Kennywood Fright Nights? So the haunts that I read to you are all there, but there's one more I didn't mention. And which one is that? A, Dark Shadows, which is located in Kittyland. Okay. And Kittyland's obviously where kids hang out and ride yeah, or, rides. Or people like me who just want to eat ice cream and just look at my list of roller coasters <laughs> where it's safe on the ground. Um, <laughs> we're big on Garfield in Kennywood Park, so there's Garfield... Ah stuff around so you can look at that at kitty land so a dark shadows in kitty land uh b fort despair which is behind the star refreshment stand in what they call lost kennywood because there's several parts of kennywood these days there's kennywood lost kennywood Mm -hmm. and then since we're from pittsburgh and we love the steelers we Mm -hmm. have literally a steelers country area now which is new (laughs) last year just smack dab in the middle Pretty much smack dab in the middle. Can't miss it. Um, speaking about the log jammer, mm-hmm. um, what was taken out 
that's where that's where Steeler Country is in okay. Kennywood now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, A, Dark Shadows in Kittyland. B, Fort Despair behind the Star Refreshment Stand in Lost Kennywood. C, this is also in Lost Kennywood, Dr. Kenny's Lab under the Pittsburgh Plunge. And the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Plunge is basically that log flume that's like just a giant rectangle. And the only thing it does, it goes up that one hill. And then and it just shoots right down. Shoots right down. Water gets everywhere. Eeh. And that's where like kids like surround it so they get wet. Okay. So underneath that would be Dr. Kenny's lab, like underneath behind okay. it. Or D, I made all these up. None of the above. None. So which of these haunts is a current outdoor haunt at Kennywood, Fright Nights, A, Dark Shadows in Kittyland, B, Fort Despair behind Star Refreshment Stand, C, Dr. Kenny's Lab under the Pittsburgh Plunge, or D, none of the above made them up? Hmm. Made all of them up. I could see you making all of these up. Yeah, I can too. So I could easily do it, and we both know I can do. It. I could. I right. Could I have. I myself ball. have never been to a fright night. Um, doesn't mean I won't ever. Mm-hmm. There's this you know, year you're going. If we're allowed, I have, out. yeah, I have to go this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will buy so your I ticket can't... to go. Okay, it's recorded now. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> knows. I love. <laughs> There's a witness. I love. Um, so since I've never been to a fright night, I mm-hmm. can't say for sure. You know, of those, which sounds the most authentic. Mm-hmm. But I like the sound of Dr. Kenny's lab. Yeah, that's a sick and one. And I'm, I know that the the kangaroo is sort of their mascot. Yeah. So what I'm imagining, it's, it's the kangaroo. The, it in is. A, in, yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, I'm not no. saying that's the answer. No, that's I'm not saying the that's, yeah. yeah, that's, it yeah, is so the kangaroo. I'm imagining that that's the premise, mm-hmm. is that he's just gone rotten. And he is concocting in his lab. Yeah, I mean, and I'd love to see a, kangar- a-, a mad scientist kangaroo. And their mascot is Kenny the kangaroo. That's for sure true. I've I've seen it mm-hmm. in a parade in real life. So I think when we went, didn't <laughs> like we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took mm-hmm. like, videos of them, like yeah. in the thing. We're like, what up? Because we were in line. We were for in line for the uh, racer. the racer. Yes. The racer, which yeah. is which is a wooden roller coaster, in each, uh, yeah, each it trains they race each other. Yeah, I can't remember which train won, but I could not. Once the ride stops, you know the yeah the carts pulled back up to the station. I could not get out of my seat. I my seatbelt was st- stuck. I kind of remember that now, and I was just like. I'm more terrified now because there's a line of like probably 150 people yep. waiting for like yep who's holding up the line yep <laughs> so sure the roller coaster itself was like you know thrilling mm-hmm. but my uh, stress levels went through the roof as I could not get myself out of this ancient um, seatbelt in yeah. the roller coaster I can't even remember who won I don't know but I certainly you didn't win. No, no. (laughs) You didn't win. No, so I'm going with uh, Dr. Kenny's lab. Okay, so which of these haunts is a current outdoor haunt at Kennywood Fright Nights? A, Dark Shadows in Kittyland. B, Fort Despair behind Star Refreshment Stand. Mm -hmm. C, Dr. Kenny's lab under the Pittsburgh Plunger. D, none of the above. The correct answer is A. A. A, Dark Shadows in Kittyland. That one seemed too easy of a name to come up with right so. it was the most boring one um 
Something about this one, though, it's my favorite one. Mm. It's like it it's it's it has the least pop of any of them. Okay, like the villa, the vampire. All the stuff around that building is like, holy shit. We're about to like meet Haunted, vampire. And the blood is going to be everywhere. Sucked from my body. Um, now, uh, Fort Despair was not, uh, that name wasn't uh, made up. They did like a piece called Fort Despair Once Upon a Time, okay. but it wasn't an attraction. Okay. Dr. Kenny's was just, pfft, that was just me. <laughs> that was me being creative. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> but um, Dark Shadows. Um, so it's in the back of Kittyland, which is, yeah, just in the way back of the park. And the line of it is interesting because the line is under a big pavilion. Okay. And there's a DJ hmm. spinning tracks back there. And they're all just like, you know, radio rock or whatever. And there's lights and it's loud. And then after the line, you get to a secondary line. Okay. Which is like right up against Dark Shadows. And it is dark. There's no lights. There's no lights whatsoever. And when you go in, um, there's like a, a little, like it's a small path. Each side of the path has, it's it's almost like a giant garbage bag. Okay. And it it like blows towards you, towards in the path. So you have to go sideways through it. Because on each so side of you. You have to like you, press your way th- you in to, the dark. In the dark. Do you know how many other bodies are around no, you? No, you don't. Um, so you oh, press no. your way through it because, like, it's pushing you from, it's pushing you from the back and the front. So you have Ugh. to kind of push the pillowy garbage bag through it, and then once you get through it, you're in like a chain link fence maze, and people are screaming, yelling. It was easily the most fun. It's easily the most fun, and I was almost scared because mm-hmm. on the other like. Low key, no, that stuff scares me. But this one, I was like, I was considering right. being scared. Borderline scared. <laughs> yeah, I was borderline. Okay, I'm scared now. Right. But like, yeah. Hmm. So, Dark Shadows. All right. You didn't get any. No, it's you get no points in Act looking, One. Looking pretty gloomy. And the points that you acquire in Act One, you could uh, bet in Act Three. So you could have du- you have no points to bet. I have none. So you have to hope that uh, you just get a point in act three and then i don't get anything okay. but we're about to find out if i do about get to find something out. yeah so with all this talk about roller coasters yeah i have an item that is not a roller coaster but mm-hmm. a drink coaster okay <laughs> a drink coaster. very good setup yeah, yeah. very good let's segue into this i thought about that at one in the morning last night that's very good that's some one in the morning crazy lil Mm-hmm. I am in my element right there. Mm-hmm. I was like... texting you at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I wasn't quite awake for. Mm-hmm. I have like a setting between like ten thirty and like one, mm-hmm. one thirty. Those are little hours. Lil hours, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You have the same crazy hours as my cat. Yep. <laughs> From 10.30 to 1 o'clock, yeah. dude is everywhere. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full of great ideas and just... Ready for the world. Right. T- Unfortunately, none of the world is functioning at that time. No. And then but... you wake up and you're like, wow, I kind of had something last no, night. Oh, no. Um, so what drink we're looking coasters. at... Yeah, we got some vintage paper drink coasters, which again, were an outlet find. One of the days that you and I were out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a complete set for sure. Uh, 
since they were found across a couple of bins and we had, you know, two sets of eyeballs yeah. on them, yeah. I found a few and I was like, oh, these are, you know, super cute. They got little critters on them. Um, and then you found one or two in another bin across the room. Yep. So. It's been a while. They're, yeah, these were from a while ago. I'd say they're like two and a half inches yeah. across. Fair. I think um, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some are in better shape than others. Uh, we originally thought they were lids, right? Uh, now, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought they were lid. Yeah. Because, you know, so there's there's four altogether that I have. Now, three of them are, so they're like a thick cardboard, and then around the edge is a lip that it's like kind a of extends, yeah, almost. so it kind of extends, like, up and then down from the coaster itself, which I'd never seen before. This is some really genius coaster technology. So, this one has a dog on it, and so it's red, and it has a little cartoon dog chasing a fly. Okay. And he's spilling drinks as he runs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it's telling him that, telling us that the dog is a bar well, fly. Well, like a cocktail glass. Is it not that he's spilling? Oh, yeah. He's... Is he a little drunk? 10.30 to 1.30. <laughs> like... <laughs> is he a little drunk on a little cocktail? I think he is. He's looking intent on getting that. There's a probably a big jug of wine in the background, too. Yeah, so um, just drunk dogs, huh? Drunk dog. That's that one. Yeah. And so I have three of those. And then the other one is, you know, blue and then has kind of like a, like not, like a light olive green or like a split pea soup. Yeah, it's sort like of green, green color. Green color. And this one has a very cartoonish parrot smoking a cigarette. Blue and white parrot smoking, smoking on Naughty. it. Naughty. So we have a drunk dog. And, and maybe a bird that like, likes nicotine. <laughs> right. Really just, yeah, there's a a little plume of smoke going around. Put the put the kids to bed early. Yeah. Thrifty is here. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we are here for the summer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so when I found these, I thought, oh, maybe these are to go on top of your drink. And I think, you know, to signify to the bartender, like, I'm going to go smoke with this parrot, so don't move my drink. That's, that's the sign. You know, be. like, nowadays... I'm going to go uh, get drunk with this dog. Right. Nowadays, you kind of like, in you know, in Pittsburgh, there are still, there's some bars in Pittsburgh that are still allowed to smoke in. You know, these places aren't open right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's other places that, most places you aren't. So for those smokers, they kind of signal the bartender, don't move my stuff, put a napkin on top, put their, you know, carton, of, carton. They mm-hmm. brought a whole carton. Whole carton. <laughs> put your carton of smokes on the, on the bar going outside for a cigarette, I'm going to come back. Yeah. So I initially thought that these were to signify this is what I'm up to. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, we have a parrot smoking. Yeah. And then we have Don't another... Take my drink. Wait. Yeah. It's covered. Uh, this one's a dog chasing a barf. Like, maybe I need just need to be that dog for a moment and go, like, look yeah. at something over there. Yeah, like, knocked over don't a cocktail take, yeah. glass over don't there. Move, but don't move my drink. Yeah, it's like, it's accounted for. Yeah. It's like when you, when your car's abandoned and you put the little flag out the window. Oh, <laughs> Signifying, like, I'll be back. I'll, I'm trying, I'm figuring this out. So, like, you kind of put that over your glass signifying it's my drink. This don't is what I'm up to. I yeah. will return. Um, another thought is, you know, maybe you're sitting outside. Bugs will get into your drink. 
Yeah. I don't like when bugs get in my drink. No, nah, I, yeah. Especially personally. if it's like a sweet drink, they are, you know, interested. So put a little cover on it. And you also have a cute animal that you look at mm-hmm. while it's covered. Yeah, if you ever drank a bug. You ever um, drank? I mean, maybe not because you. you... Not knowingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've drank some bugs. I have. I'll be honest. My friend's brother opened his mouth and a bee flew in it one time. Okay, that's fun. So. <laughs> that's fun. Um, I had a bee that's crawl a up my face this week. Oh, yes. Terrible idea for that's the bee. That's frightening. Yeah, crazy. A, yeah, a bumblebee a, crawling up my face. I'm not a big fan of insect critters. Good to know. So these I'll be using to cover my drinks when I'm sitting outside this mm-hmm. summer. Um, so it had me thinking about, geez, how long have coasters been around? Okay. I like where you're going with you it. Know? Mm-hmm. So coasters have been in common use since the late 1700s. Really? We cared about furniture back then. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. you know, there's you know definitely people who collect like 18th century, 17th yeah. century, and further back kind of pieces. Well, you um, have to think like di- like dinner is less formal as time goes on, but like at some true. point dinner was like yeah, like you did everything. Or like for you dinner. needed, you know, there were you know, metal dishes to put under the wine bottle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, it's not going to catch the drips of the wine. It's just going to go in the little metal, yeah. metal dish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, while coasters have been in common use since the late 1700s, when were they first made of cardboard? When were coasters first made of cardboard? Okay. Yes. Okay. So we have A, 1900, B, 1982. Wait. Sure. <laughs> sure. Just, just confuse me more. Meth, meth, <laughs> math dyslexia for a moment. Yes. Uh, C, 1880. D, none of the above. D, none of the above. So the first one, A. 1900. 1900. B. 1982. 1982. C, C 1880. Correct. And D, none of none the above. None of those, yeah. Okay. Well, 1982... I got to think no, because it was like, feels like the other day when we're talking about this. I was born in 87, so I was negative five. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking five years before I was born, people were putting stuff on Probably cardboard. Probably using cardboard coasters, yeah. Probably. Um, 1900 and 1880 are very close, which makes me think that it could possibly be one of these. Now, I do think you're going to throw a D in here today Mm -hmm. because it seems like that's going to be a thing you do and you didn't the first time so d none of the above is always gotta say d is always on my mind possibility (laughs) yeah (laughs) d is always on my mind um a 1900 b 1982 c 1880 d none of the above when cardboard coasters were a thing all right i'm gonna i'm gonna uh I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say you gave me a real answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, C, 1880. The uh, cardboard coasters were first introduced in C, 1880. Oh, you got a point on the board. I got one? You got a point. Let's 
go. 1880. Let's go. They were made by a German printing company called Friedrich Horn. And then, you know, later on, these beer companies realized uh, they can double as ads. They like, can double we can as ads. print stuff on them and people will read our Anything's. beer and then they'll order it because mm-hmm. they'll see the coaster for it. And um, I, I know like like local diners and everything like that too. Have you ever been to a local diner and the whole table is ads? Mm-hmm. Like it's just ads, 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 and then they put glass over top of it. Right. So when you're sitting, you just read all these like ads. Mm-hmm. Um. So 1880. Yeah. Is one that so I'm I'm happy to report that I have a, a We've point. Got one. A point. So between um, the two of us, <laughs> have to think about that. But before Act One ends, before our freestyle act in uh, Act Two, I wanted to to check in with some listener finds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for listener finds, if you're part of the Thrifty Discord, um, there is a Thrift Finds channel in there, and folks have been sharing items that they've bought secondhand. And we've been talking about them on the show. If you want to join the Thrifty Discord, find a way to get in touch. Um, There's several links out there to uh, join it, but um, I guess they just expire after a certain amount of time. That's what it seems. So if you find a Discord link, give it a shot. There's like six out there. I've been posting them um, everywhere. Um, But if you can't get in... Let us know. Mm-hmm. So this listener find from that channel come, comes from Hana from L.A. Uh, and Hana's been a guest on the show um, about like two, three times. A great friend of mine, longtime friend. Uh, Hana also has a new Twitch. And mm-hmm. Hana does a squeaky show on Twitch. And um, it's 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 uh, started off with a bang. She's only been doing it for, I, I think, like a... At most a month, at the very most a month, like three weeks probably, mm-hmm. but already a Twitch affiliate. So, uh, yeah. All of those words just went right over my head, but I'm very, I'm very congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. So, yeah. It so, sounds, that sounds great. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out a Sque- a Squeaky mm-hmm. Show on Twitch. Um, but this is from Hana. And what we're looking at is uh, she posted a picture that we both saw, mm-hmm. and it, it appeared to be like a, a humanoid lemon mug. Yeah, it. And I think at first find it first she said, lands. Like, uh, kind of a lumpy lemon. Mm-hmm. And it has like. And it certainly does look like a lumpy lemon. That's what I would I would think. And but uh, Hana uh, dug into this. A little further because uh, she flipped up the mug on mm-hmm. the bottom and it said... It has it, feet. It has feet. When a mug has feet. When a mug has feet, you know you've hunted <laughs> yeah, the right place. Um, it says HDL on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So she was looking into that and it was actually a Actos Pharmaceutical mug. And what we're looking at is it's not a lemon. It's not a humanoid lemon. It's a cholesterol glob. <laughs> it's a cholesterol it's a glob promotional mug. cholesterol glob humanoid drinking vessel um so yeah <laughs> it's just like uh, a cholesterol glob and it's like four to five inches tall and it's actually one of six mm-hmm. actos body part mugs so there's five more of these suckers yeah and um but uh, Actos is like, uh, they hate diabetes, anti-diabetes <laughs> type stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is 
very rare to find any of these mugs. And it's even rarer, and somebody even used the word impossible, to find all, all these mugs as a set. If anyone out there has one or comes across one, we'd love to see a picture. Mm-hmm. And, and they are on eBay. You could look up okay. Actos Pharmaceutical Mugs, but none of them are together. Same Interesting. Thing. I wonder if they were sort of like given away in different amounts. Could be. Or like a much-loved item. Could Just be. used and, you know, fell apart, lost, mm-hmm. buried Separated, in the yard. Buried in the yard next yeah. to the lilac bush and the yeah. dead pet. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So these mugs go for like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's like a mug mug. Like that's a good mug price. So uh, but they're Actos I'm- pharmaceutical mugs. And that's uh, Hana has the yellow cholesterol glob mug. I'm going to give it a four out of five on the mug scale just because I think it could do with a little makeover oh what what what, what would you add to the cholesterol glob i really don't know how to do makeup but i'd love to see some like nice full eyebrows on it. <laughs> draw them <laughs> like, in yeah mm-hmm. and that's my only comment otherwise you know i'm drinking really healthy stuff out of that like water yeah uh tomato juice might be Oh, prune juice. What's well, a reminder? If you're drinking out of a cholesterol glob. I think he's, the mug's even giving like a little thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah. You're doing great. But it's for the medication for Actos Pharmaceuticals. And so um, like last week with Listener Finds, I wanted to find, because Nevin uh, provided a rad motion, uh, motion picture soundtrack. Soundtrack, yes. For last week. And I found some Google reviews for their uh, Listener Finds. So... I was looking around for uh, some type of Google reviews because obviously there's not like a Google review for a mug. So mm-hmm. I looked into Actos Pharmaceuticals themselves. Okay. And I found a Google review by Epiphany4Z. And um, it reads like this. Uh, Took 30 milligrams Actos for eight months or so. Was very happy with it at first. I then had bad side effects. Mm-mm. Weight gain. Chronic fatigue, swelling, urgent need to piss. I could barely set. I could. I could no. barely get upstairs. I stopped taking it, and I feel like I've been raised from the dead. Piss Whoa. drop. <laughs> they said piss in there. They didn't need it. They didn't need to say piss. Um. So this is the uh, Epiphany Four Z review of Actos Pharmaceuticals, but not to mm-hmm. speak down too much of Actos because everybody else enjoys it. Mm-hmm. But uh, urgent need to piss from Epiphany. Just putting it out there. Just, like could have said pee. Um, <laughs> cussing in the DMs over here. So um, that was a uh, listener fine. So um, that wraps up Act One. Uh, for Act One, um, we did. Uh, our questions, and out of the four questions of the thrifty trivia questions, there was one correct on panel. Yep, one point rewarded. So we're going to hop into Act 2, and Act 2, again, is for Ghoul on Ghoul podcast. They had their 100th episode, and we're looking for spooky stories. So I needed some alone time to record mine. I actually recorded mine on the same setup that we're recording with today mm-hmm. in my car in the parking lot of the local grocery store because sometimes i just need to be alone and i can't get there Mm -hmm. so i just i literally 
make an office in my car. And it's a nice, it's like, I mean, weather has been up and down. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not hot season per se yet. And so I was like, yeah, I can do this. It was actually very hot in the car because I had the, <laughs> right. the windows. The windows are up. So I was sweating and I didn't think I would be because I'm like, it was, but like, yeah, you're just hot in a car with it. So I like. You sure I, the story wasn't just so scary? You were starting to perspire? Yeah. And I, I did it in, uh, I think like three takes. First take, I I'd said like maybe 30 seconds and I was like, not a good start. Second one, I completed the whole thing. Okay. It's just something about it. Yeah. Um, and so I, re- I recorded a third one, and then I realized that I actually like the second take better. Hmm. But I kept the third one because I'm like, why not? So I just added some spooky sound. So nice. enjoy this spooky story uh, involving the number uh, 100 and uh, Thrifty Podcast. Catch us back in Act 3. Stick around. Congratulations to my favorite ghouls, Amanda Ghoul and Sarah Ghoul. Happy 100 episodes of Ghoul on Ghoul. I'm Toddy Tondera. I'm from Thrifty Podcast. Each week on the show, we gather a thrift haul, we talk about it, and we also play some funny-ass games. Thriftypodcast.com. So that's my whole thing. But I did want to congratulate both of you on 100 episodes with a spooky story that involves the number 100. It's called the 100th Floor. So this is set in present day, but truthfully this story begins many years ago. So there was these three women, Lexi, Allie, and Becky, we'll call them. And they were best friends in college. In fact, they they dormed together. They even dated in the same social groups. They were extremely close. And they graduated together. A four-year bachelor's degree. So they were beyond impressed with themselves. And, of course, they all thought they were going to be millionaires and successful. And anybody with a four-year degree will tell you that's exactly what happens once you graduate college. So they were done with college, and before they moved out of their dorm and back to their respected counties, they said, hey, we should actually, we should celebrate. Let's go, let's go somewhere. Let's celebrate. So Becky was like, hey, uh, we all like swimming and stuff. You guys like swimming. Let's go get our swim on in Ocean City. And Lexi was like, perfect. You know what? That's a good freaking idea. I'll drive. I'm going to drive all three of us there. And they were like, okay, well, that that's cool. Where are we going to stay? And Lexi was like, I know a hotel that has 100 floors. Let's try to book the room at the very top of the tower. So they were like, this is really sick. This is a great idea. Let's do this. So they booked the hotel in Ocean City. They packed up the car with licorice and potato chips and all those kind of those road snacks And they jumped in the car, and they were on their way to Ocean City to this hotel. Lexi was driving, Allie was in the passenger seat, and Becky was in the seat behind the two of them. And on the way there, they were playing their favorite hits in the car, singing along, eating all that licorice that they had there. And 
Lexi, it was no secret, uh, she had a bit of a lead foot. And for the folks who don't know what that means, it means she loved to speed in her car. And hey, why not now? It's time to celebrate. We're out of college. So Lexi begins to just speed down the road. The two other girls are hella excited and screaming like, drive faster, let's go. You know, all that kind of positive reinforcement on this really bad thing. And kind of out of nowhere, a tree popped up. And unfortunately, Lexi tried to swerve from away from the tree, but she smashed right into it. Uh, She was ejected through the front windshield. So was Allie, who was in the passenger seat, and and Becky was in in the back seat, and she actually got stuck in the car, which is even worse, maybe. Who knows? But after that, uh, after they recovered from their injuries, you know, that's a traumatic event. They didn't really speak a lot. They lost contact, you know. They often kind of look back at that time, and they're just like, you know, That was such a weird way to end a friendship, but, you know, they went back to their respected counties, and they they healed up, and as time does, it just kept going and going, and, geez, now they're in their mid-30s, and one night, uh, Lexi had a a couple of drinks too many, and she started reminiscing about Allie and Becky and their friendship in college, and, yeah, the car accident, that was terrible, so she said, you know what? It's been enough time. I'm very sad about this. It sucked. It was probably my fault. But why don't I reach out to these ladies and see if we could patch things up and and go from there. So that's exactly what Lexi chose to do. Let's see if they're on Facebook. So she pops in their name on Facebook and she finds that it looks like neither of them married either. So there they were. And wow, they kind of look the same that's pretty cool so uh without hesitation she's like let's do it i'm gonna send these messages so she sent a few messages and said hey you know it's lexi i'm sure you remember me sorry about all that stuff and it's good that we're older and we could look back and we learned a lot from that accident and it was actually kind of cool because both of them were like lexi thank you for reaching out i've been thinking about reaching out and this is what we need to kind of get our friendship back where it needs to be. And Allie was like, hey, I got this idea. Why don't we get back together and why don't we go to Ocean City just like we were meant to do all those years ago? So the the conversation kept going and it was pretty positive. So they were like, let's do it. And so in a couple of weeks, there they were. There they were. Lexi, Allie, Becky, back together again and they uh, hopped aboard in Lexi's new car and them being all adults they all had cars but Lexi's like no I want to make this right I'm gonna drive and already in the car was licorice for all three of them so let's go let's get it and actually the next part of the story pretty boring they drove down to Ocean City and nothing happened no speeding nothing like that They got to Ocean City. They all hugged. It was beautiful. The hotel that they tried to stay at years ago, it was still there. They walked in and they wanted to book the room on the 100th floor. So the three of them mosey on over to the counter and there's a gentleman behind the desk and Lexi hands over her credit card and her ID and said, I would like to book 
a room for three on the 100th floor. And the guy behind the desk, he was looking to see if anything was available. And then quickly, the three of them are like, oh, we should have called ahead. We blew it. But then the guy goes, ah, here we go. A room for three on the 100th floor for one night. They all celebrate. They're happy. And the desk clerk said, oh, um, are you waiting on another another person in your party? And Lexi was like, no, this is us. This is like us three. And the guy kind of just looks at her funny and was like, okay. And then he hands over two keys to Lexi. And she's like, oh, that was kind of weird. Okay. So she just gives the other key to Allie and Becky's there too. So they're like, okay, let, let's go. And the guy stops them and says, oh, it's, it's late at night. Uh, unfortunately, the elevators, they don't run from midnight to 4 a.m. And then Lexi was like, what? So we got to like, is there like a, do we just walk up there? I guess we're just going to walk. And the desk clerk is like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, people don't usually check in this late. You know, people have their hotels picked by now. So Allie's like, forget it, forget it. No big deal. Let's, okay, forget it. Let's, you know, the three of us back together. Let's have some fun. So uh, they approach the staircase and they look up and holy crap, the staircase is 100 floors tall. So they're like, well, it's going to take a long time to get up there. But they had a lot to, a lot of catching up to do. I mean, there were so many absent years where they weren't in each other's lives. So they said, well, how about every floor, each one of us take turns and tell the others some information about themselves or a story of the past decade that maybe uh, that they need to be caught up on, you know, relationships, uh, if anybody moved, you know, if you got a new pet, you know, if you got a new job, let's talk about that. So as they went up the stairs, every floor, Lexi would share a story. Next floor, Allie would share a story. And Becky was actually kind of quiet. Becky, maybe just shy. Who knows? But she didn't have a lot to say. But Becky said, before we reach the top, I will tell you a very good story about our situation. And Lexi and Allie were like, that's cool. We'll let you know what we're up to. So Lexi and Allie, every floor they would share a story. And floor after floor, you know, it's it sucks. They're walking up 100 floors. They got super tired, but they were together again. They were laughing. They were smiling. They were joking. And there it was, the door to the 100th floor. They were at the top. They made it. Jokingly wiping sweat from their brow. They're like, okay, one last story. And then Becky speaks up and she's like, hey, it's time for my story. It's time for mine. I, I didn't say any stories this whole time, so it's, let's let's say mine. And Lexi and Allie were like, let's, that's, that's cool, yeah, give us it. Hit us with that story. And, and Becky said, well, I, I've been shy to tell it because we were kind of having such a good time and it might be a, a little bit of a downer. And, and Lexi's like, yo, we've been through so much together. There's nothing that's really going to shock us right now. Like, if you haven't had a good time since college, like, it's it's A-OK. Like, we want to know what's up. What's going on with you, Becky? And Becky was like, OK, well, it's kind of spooky. It's a, it's a spooky story. And Allie chimes in. She's like, I love spooky stories. Becky, give me that spooky story. And Becky's like, oh, OK. Here it is. And she said, uh, she kind of prefaced the story and she's like, I really appreciate meeting up with you too, Lexi. You know, thank you for reaching out. 
it puts me at uh, it puts me at rest. Like Allie, thank you so much for for being uh, positive and always laughing, always joking. I really missed it. I could I could kind of relax now. And and Becky said uh, something that uh, you guys need to know is uh, I died in that car accident. Lexi and Allie's faces turned stark white. Becky continued. She said, it appears as though that both of you suffered severe head trauma when you were ejected through the windshield and you don't recall what happened after the accident. Becky explains that she got stuck in the car and she died. They were actually at her funeral. But because of the trauma, they seemed to misplace some memories. Becky said that she's so glad that Lexi and Allie and her, they were back together because she could finally be at peace to say that she is definitely fine with passing away and especially because she had one last memory to spend with her two best friends on the 100th floor. The end. So that's my story, Sarah and Amanda. I love you both. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I'm hoping for 200 more. Let's get it. Back from freestyle break for Act 3 of Thrifty. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I hope everybody is still uh, keeping inside. I know Mm -hmm. here in uh, Western PA in Pittsburgh, I believe um, we're recording this on uh, Friday. Friday. I think we're open, right? Pennsylvania? Somewhat. That sucks and weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I will continue to act as I have for the last few weeks. I know. Hopefully this, uh, these recordings bring you some, some joy. Yeah. The, some entertainment. Listen to us inside. Yeah. Hang outside. Listen to Lil and me inside. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Here we are at your house. So we have, uh, uh, so for uh, Thrifty Trivia Trivia, which was a part of uh, something you haven't seen before in uh, Act 1, we had two questions each. Mm -hmm. I got one point. You did. And um, I had a victory last week, so I'm officially 1-0 at New Thrifty. But what you did last week is you were winning going into Mm -hmm. the second act. This is true. And you said that you will put your point on the line mm-hmm. and I will extend my hand and I, w- mm-hmm. I will do the same thing. I will risk oh. my point. You, Hey, you risked it for me. It's only appropriate that I give that same respect back. I will, I will put it all on the table. Okay. F- one Fright Night ticket and one point on the table. One right Fright Night. Okay. If you- the Fright Night ticket is happening regardless because... <laughs> <laughs> It's recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. I got to get you a Fright there's, Night ticket. There's, there's no way out of that. Um, so I guess I should do my question first then. So we're going to hop into our favorite segment, Vintage versus Modern. Vintage versus Modern. Now, for new listeners to the show, Vintage versus Modern, we take a piece from our curated thrift haul from Act 1. And whether it be a modern piece or a vintage piece, we use that for this segment, and then we find its vintage or modern counterpart, and then ask the other co-host which has more value. And these are straight from eBay. 
So um, we talked about the uh, the 1960s, 1970s Kennywood Elephant prize giveaways. Mm-hmm. So I will be using one of those okay. for the vintage. And the official listing is Original Amusement Park Chalk Ceramics 60s, 70s prize giveaway against the modern. The mm. modern. So the modern is a ceramic white rabbit six six inches tall roller coaster game prize that it's listed as so different animal very similar it's a similar ceramic yeah and there Mm -hmm. is less of these i will say because back in the 60s and 70s everything was ceramic right yes that's just what you want so this just happens to be a prize and also ceramic okay i don't know i don't know the uh where it's from in okay. particular, but the full listing said ceramic white rabbit, six inch- inches tall, roller coaster game prize. So okay. vintage versus modern, the elephant versus the modern rabbit, which has more value. So the elephants are painted in a fun way. Is the rabbit is mm. it painted or is it, it sort it, of plain? It's painted, but it's okay. just like white. It's just all white. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit of black for the eyes, but right. I, I, if you would say, is it painted or not, I would say yes, but like, not nothing, delicately. Nothing no. fun like there's no elephants s- over here. Silver sparkles on no. the ears or okay. anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um. So, yeah, nowadays most prizes at the amusement park are like squishy, rubbery, like plush kind of creatures. I can't say... In the times I have been to a fair or amusement park lately that I've really seen many fragile prizes. Pretty, yeah, they're rare. Um, yeah. I've never seen one in person in the like, past. Like, not that I can... I gotta say past, kind of think, maybe even decade, I haven't seen. Yeah. It's like Tootsie Rolls or, mm-hmm. like, a plush animal. Yeah. When we went to Kennywood, did we play any games? Yeah, we were in the arcade. I insisted oh, on going to yeah. the arcade. Well, that's... Yeah. But yeah, that wasn't otherwise, for... no, that's not, you know, like, you get the tickets and you turn it in, but, well, it was mm-hmm. on a card. Yeah. They didn't even print tickets anymore. That um, freaked me out. And that arcade, that mm-hmm. arcade building at Kennywood, that's actually one of the haunts Ooh. in Fran- Phantom Fright Nights. They, um, the, so the opening gates, they just close and they have a line and it escorts you around the back. Mm-hmm. So then you shoot into the arcade. All the arcade machines are pushed away or taken okay. out. And then that, I believe, is, uh, yeah, it's like one of the manners. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So vintage versus modern, original amusement park, chalk ceramic elephant, 60s, 70s prize giveaway versus the ceramic white rabbit, six inches tall, roller coaster game prize. Vintage versus modern. What do you think has more value for one point? Okay. It's a toss-up since the elephants, they're, let's say there were more of them, but... Like, looking at Sparky has been through a lot. Um, I don't know how many there would be around. So, rarity, perhaps, Mm -hmm. in, like, just existing. Yep. Mm, I'm going to go vintage. Vintage, okay. Yeah, I'm going vintage. Um, Price points. Yeah, what do you uh, think, price points? What do you think? Probably, say, like, $16.99. Okay. For the elephant. Okay, and, so the vintage. Correct, yeah. And then maybe seven ninety nine. 
Ooh, for the for rabbit. The, yeah. So you thinking the rabbit is mm. no good? He's gonna he's gonna maybe cost as much as shipping. Could be. So um, you went with modern. The vintage, I will say. The elephant mm-hmm. is twenty seven ninety nine. Dang. Are you still confident that vintage is correct? Yes. Because you even said that this is the modern is even lower than that. I'm just lowballing. <laughs> so you went vintage. The vintage yeah. is twenty seven ninety nine. Okay. And the modern rabbit. Yep. Seventeen fifty. You yes. win. Yeah, it was just like ten dollars. Ten dollars off, on but you were you were correct. A lot oh, of this is point. the shipping, right? A lot of it's the shipping. So you were kind of correct in saying like the ceramic rabbit was like around eight dollars. Well, yeah, because it's it's a fragile item and not sure how far it's going to ship. But you're going to have to mm-hmm. be a little more, you know, careful. It's not like a book or something. You can just yeah put in an envelope. Yeah, you don't want to use it to hold down a hat underwater so you can mm, clean. Yeah, no. I don't think so. So that's a point for you. So Ooh, we are yes. officially We're tied. Tied. Momentarily tied. <laughs> and I had said that I would put my point on the line. Mm-hmm. So if I get this right, I win. If I lose, you win. So if I don't get this right, you win. All right. So it really comes down Fingers to it this crossed. episode. So my vintage versus modern, we're going to look at the pheasant glasses that I had. Sweet. So for the vintage, I was able to find these exact glasses. No kidding. Yes, and there were quite a few out there, um, you know, varying degrees of wear and tear, whether they were in a set uh, or not. I just have two. Um, I did find one set with a box. Whoa. Full set with box. So that means... That's not the one I'm going to use. Okay, because I was like, whoa, that could be cool. But, but... that one's really cool to see. Yeah. Um, the list that I'm going with was a set of seven. So they're the Hazel Atlas Golden Pheasant Highball Glasses set of seven. So mm-hmm. pretty sure they did lose one along the way. Somewhere broke or right. whatever. So seven of them. But they're pretty good shape for what's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can definitely drink out of them. Yeah. Like... These ones here, some golds paint loss, but otherwise, mm-hmm. very usable. Are in the same quality of those. Correct, sort yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, so the modern, we have Libby brand modern bar tiki bamboo glasses. Ooh. So they are, um, they are made of glass, but they have sort of like a textured like bamboo design on them. Okay, okay, okay. Bamboo glasses, 16 ounce, Luau Man Cave Ooh. is how the rest of that uh, listing goes. I was going to say, these, these, this tiki type stuff, mm-hmm. white people love it. <laughs> white people love it. Right. Yeah, so these are the modern ones. Now, these just come in a set of four, but okay. they are slightly larger. Larger, but less glasses. This is a good one. Because I don't know. Because you got four larger glasses. Mm-hmm. And and they're a, in the box. And they're in the box. And, and a known glass producer. A known glass producer. And also, people just like tiki stuff. Yeah. Um, man cave. Yeah. When I go to search man cave in eBay. Oof. Tough. <laughs> I know. Um, but... Not everybody has pheasant glasses, 
but not everybody is looking for pheasant glasses, but maybe they should be. Right. Um, so I'm going to think that the vintage is at least more rare just because okay. of their age. And yeah, not everybody just has a pheasant glass, but mm-hmm. you go over to your friend's house, they might have a tiki in their cupboard somewhere. Right. Yeah. At some point yeah. you might get into like the tiki thing. Whereas, you know, the pheasant glasses is definitely more like for hunters. Yeah. So or if you have like a cabin somewhere. You're going to go with that decor. And then I'm trying to, like, I'm writing down some notes in my head because, like, if the new ones have a box, mm-hmm. that's going to be, like, that that box is going to be, like, 6 $7 right off the bat. Um, So I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go, oh, tough. I'm going to go with the modern, I guess. I guess I said it already, so I'll just stick with it. Okay. I'm going to go modern, and I'm going to say uh, 4 glasses shipped i'm gonna say 29.99 okay and then for the vintage i'm going to say for the modern actually i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 39.99 for the modern so i could okay all right i can redo that because i'm still you don't have to no i'm gonna i'm gonna redo that because i'm still gonna pick modern so the numbers don't really matter so i'm gonna say 39.99 for the modern which i'm sticking with and Mm -hmm. 29.99 for the seven glasses vintage pheasants that's my final answer okay there's some numbers there that are spot on that's sick and some that are 80 some cents off that's sick. Okay. So, okay. Like there's so the vintage did win. Oh well, that's not good. You made me excited. I, I lost. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> fuck, fuck. By two dollars and eighty three cents difference here. Two eighty three. I lost, but I had the prices kind of right. So the um just the set of glasses before shipping vintage twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. Wow. So that's spot on. Pretty good. For the modern, that set of four glasses in box, uh, item plus shipping, $39.11. Oh. So yeah, like 80-some cents off. Yeah, but it was still, the mo- the modern loses though. Correct. Vintage, you know, item Tough. plus shipping went for forty one ninety four. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Is there... And Do we have it, secret points for getting super close to We price? could at some point establish secret points mm-hmm. in the canon. But right now, I think we're just going to not have secret points yet. Because okay. it's only a matter of time before Brick Body Shane... Am I getting a pity point? Um, you're not getting a pity point. You just win. Because <laughs> okay. I put my point on the line. Sure. Okay. So you technically won one to zero. And yeah. and then Brick Body Shane eventually is going to be on the show during this run of it, mm-hmm. and you know he's going to change every single rule to the to the game, all of them. So I'll wait for Shane to do secret points, okay? Because he probably has some secret you're, idea. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm going to have out. to deal with that <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, that's just facing facts here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'll leave it to uh, my Brick Body cohort to to do that. So you win. I put wow. I I last week. It feels good, but I was, uh, like I said, I I had made no notes for winning. You have no notes for winning. And, no notes and for winning. <laughs> so for last week, you put it on the line for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. This week, 
I put it on the line for you. Yeah. Didn't work out for me. Didn't we'll work have out to for see me. what happens next week. We have to. You have to see what happens next week. So, uh, so we each have a victory. So next week, I guess, would be the opportunity for us for somebody to, to actually get a lead. win. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what we're going to be going over next week? I do. I'm also interested if anyone's fantasy league is uh, kicking off. By the end of this episode, we can really start to you know build some points, establish some standings. <laughs> yeah. Um, for next week. I've got two items that I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. One I wear every summer. A little hint and it there. Was, it was uh, also worn by a family member of mine cool. for such a long time that the arms got cut off of it. Wow. It's been in it's been Lily's in family, family so long it has no sleeves <laughs> There's anymore. There's no sleeves. <laughs> you know. We had no sleeves. No time for sleeves. No time for sleeves. Um. So that's that little tidbit I'm and super excited to talk about. And you have some I have a couple similar. of things. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go music heavy next week. So I'm going to uh, be talking about a couple of my favorite band t-shirts. Lil's going to have a couple of her favorite band t-shirts. You're going to hear some music mm-hmm. as well next week. For Act 2, for Freestyle next week, we're going to be showcasing some pretty cool bands that you want to listen into. Um, and my shirts, uh, one of my shirts uh, that's going to be on next week's episode, I got in the last year. Mm-hmm. The other shirt I've had since high school in one way or another. And when I say in one way or another, it does come with like an interesting story because it's kind of Frankenstein. I've never seen anything quite like it. And there isn't going to be one. So, um, so we're tied up. So one, one and next week, uh, we trying to figure everything out, but, um, I guess for right now, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. Right now, if you go to cwpress.com and use promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast, you get 50 shirts and 12 for free. So you order 50, get 12 more for free. cwpress.com, Commonwealth Press. Also, Steve Barris of Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons, and also for uh, something you haven't seen before intro. So that about, that about wraps it up uh, for this week. I think we're going to be uh, snacking on some lunch here soon. A little snack. A little snack for lunch. Maybe uh, hang out by the, uh, the lilac bush. <laughs> yeah. It's buried in the backyard. <laughs> it is a little murky back there since it was kind of a precipitation heavy week. But uh, around it, maybe the sun has dried out a spot where we can sit. We could sit and get roached. Roast.